Welcome to the Business Video Production Podcast. Here on this podcast, we talk about all things relating to creating and producing videos for businesses. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Business Video Production Podcast. I'm Evan Staley with your local studio. And I'm Kevin Colby with Kevin Colby Media. So this week we're talking about video marketing strategy. Yes. Yes, the all-important encompassing thing of strategy. Strategy. Because, you know, we, I can't just, like, make a target and just kind of see what sticks, right? Isn't no, that how video no. production works? I just kind of, like— Well, you can. Put it online and people watch it? Yeah, Isn't that you, how it works? You can, and you'll probably be delivering pizza okay. not too long after that, okay. which I love pizza, so <laughs> no offense to pizza people. Um, no, I mean, it, yeah, you, you need a strategy about— uh, which can be different things. You know, what is this video for? Right. What's the purpose of it? Where is it going to go? Even with a client— you know, if a client says, "Hey, I just I just need a video about my business," well, that's not that's not strategy. It's not even planning. It's like, what what do you really need? Because you know, what if they don't? Yeah. What if they need something else? So yeah, strategy strategy is huge. I mean, just imagine you ever played like capture the flag or something? Yeah, yeah. Just imagine having no strategy. <laughs> like you know, you're just in the middle of the field, and it's just like, what what do I do, and how I, how do I want to do this? Or even like in in, in real war and battlefield, a strategy of what is what do you want to accomplish? Yeah. Where do you want to go with it? What it, are you willing to give up? Yeah, that's a good one. I think I like what you said there about the, the how-to parts. I think that's a really important element of strategy. Is kind of like like how do you want to accomplish this, and, mm-hmm. and even like the what is like what is it you're trying to do with uh, a particular video or your, like your your content as a whole. Because um, I think a lot of people think about video in terms of one specific video, mm-hmm. and then they just that's kind true. of they kind of get that done online, then they take a break, and then they you know a month later they realize you know I probably need some more video content. Yeah, yeah, that, um, that, that that's a great that's a great point about. You know, being able to repurpose and doing things, which is part of strategy. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think the mistake that a lot of people make is they do one thing like you're talking about and they put it out there and then they just wait. And in reality, I mean, think about the way, you know, you use uh, media and social media and I use it and I'm all over the place and I follow some of the same people, but I sometimes don't. And there's people I may follow on Instagram because I like what they're doing. But I may not follow on YouTube. They may even have a YouTube channel. And so yeah. the, that part of that strategy has to be about where can I where can I be that people are, but how do I adapt my content for that? Or is it even a place I want to be on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for sure, strategy, having a plan from the get-go is really a good place to start with creating video content. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of just kind of doing willy-nilly and see what sticks. Although I guess there's kind of a place to kind of test out different types of videos and and see what works and what doesn't. Um, I've always felt bad about willy-nilly. He always gets the end of the stick. (laughs) That poor guy. Poor (laughs) willy. That's, is that like Willie Nelson's like cousin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say Willie Nilly. Let's, so. bring, let's bring Mr. Nilly in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a guest this week talking about the same topic of video marketing strategy and the importance of it and some good tips and tricks. So let's dive in and see what they had to say. All right, so we've got Krista Michelli here from LumaForge joining us on the podcast. How are you, Krista? I'm good. How are you? Great. So before we dive in, I've got a very important question for you. Are you ready? I'm, yeah, sure. <laughs> what is your favorite type of sushi? Or if you're not a sushi fan, what is your favorite type of food? Ooh, you know, it's funny you say sushi because I'm not a sushi fan. Oh, okay. So I end up with like, you know, those California rolls that don't yep. have any actual 
sushi stuff in them. Yep. <laughs> um, I honestly, I'm a huge like hamburger and fry person. Nice. <laughs> so I don't know if it's the Kansas in me, but I'll go for like a steak or a hamburger or something greasy and gross any day. Nice. Yeah. That works. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I couldn't help you with the sushi thing, though. Oh, that's okay. No, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're based in like California, so you've got like In-N-Out Burger and all that goodness down there. Yeah, I mean, we've also got a lot of sushi. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have. I, I am like in the worst. I don't. I'm not vegan. I'm not. Yeah, I could have a million options because of where I live, and I still scour the earth to find the greasiest fries. Nice. <laughs> All right. So tell us a little bit about your, uh, your background and how you got to uh, where you are today. Yeah. So I started my career in uh, marketing. I actually straight out of undergrad took a job at a CPA firm in Kansas and everyone thought it was career suicide, like right out of the gate. Um, I was choosing between that and an ad agency in town. Okay. And it turned out to be my, my best move um, because I had to, I walked in and I got to have my hands on everything. I got to do creative. I got to do copywriting. If I went to an ad agency, I was going to be like filing papers and walking around the mailroom. Yeah. So right out of the gate, I got kind of a deep dive on corporate messaging, corporate culture, um, how they were trying to motivate people to make decisions through materials and communication efforts. Um, so that was really cool. It evolved into more of the same uh, when I moved to California about 13 years ago. I worked um, as an assistant director for an MBA program. So I did a lot of marketing, so to speak, overseas, recruitment, um, trying to build programs that would be attractive to students who are coming through at the bottom of the recession. People were losing their jobs. So they thought, oh, we'll just get an MBA program because then when this recession's over, um, we'll at least have a piece of paper that says we're cooler than we were before the recession. So that was another like weird shift in my career where I thought it's just about people. It's about people and how they make decisions and why they're making decisions. And we have a responsibility to make sure we're not lying to them. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started getting that itch of, I feel like marketers are liars, um, in that job. And I decided to get a master's degree in organizational leadership because I thought if you can't motivate the leaders to get on the same page, marketing will always be, it will always by default kind of be a, a hoax. Mm. Like you'll, you're always going to just kind of be doing the bare minimum unless full leadership has engagement and are going in the same direction and are agreeing on the message and who the client or target audience is. So I got that degree and then I left my super secure job at the bottom of the recession and, or the height of it, however you want to look at it and started my own branding agency. And I did that for about eight years and got so much experience, as you can imagine, um, as you or any of your listeners who are small business owners, we went from completely helping artists all the way to, I think one of our final clients was a multi-billion dollar pharmaceutical company who just wanted a full excavation of their internal culture with this idea of how do we match the internal culture with the external messaging so that we aren't, you know, kind of throwing one over on people. Yeah. Um, and I decided to shut down my branding agency 
my partner and I kind of had the same idea at the same time. We both wanted to try something different. I had just had my second kid and I was like, I kind of want some skin in the game. Like I want to go back to corporate. I don't know what that looks like, but I want to go back and, and see if I can do this. Not just like on the peripheral, not just like drop in, drop out. I want to see if I can apply everything I've learned in the last eight years to an actual company. Um, and LumaForge kind of popped on the scene as um, an option because they hired me as a consultant. And in that process, I was like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> like, I don't want to <laughs> leave this team. This team is awesome. In all my years of doing this for other people, one thing I hadn't seen was a culture that felt that authentic. Literally every single person on the team was in it. Like, and they knew why they were in it. And I kept telling them, I was like, you have lightning in a bottle here. You have lightning in a bottle. Like, I don't know how you can like leverage that, but you can't lose it. Um, and they hired me the last day of my consulting or they offered me the job of CMO. And I thought, duh, like, <laughs> like I don't, there was nothing in my head that was, uh, worried. Um, I did tell people in the year in between shutting down my company and kind of figuring out the kind of organization I would want to leap to next, I was telling people anything except for a tech startup, which we all know better than to say that. Um, cause that's where I ended up. So yeah, that, that's the full journey. Nice. Now I'm working at a now I'm working at a tech startup that uh, is in the film world. So there you go. Started you with the CPA firm in Kansas all the way to this. Yeah, it's it's quite the quite the journey. <laughs> I don't know if that's all you wanted to know, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> for your listeners to know that I'm not full of crap. That, that's it. There you go. Awesome. Well, uh, today we're talking about video strategy and uh, kind of the yeah. overall higher level thinking when it comes to video and marketing. So let's start with kind of a basic. Uh, why is developing a video strategy so important? Yeah, well, I think uh, just for clarity for anyone out there that's you know either running their own company or leveraging video as a marketing tactic, I think it's really important to distinguish between a marketing strategy and a video marketing mm -hmm. strategy. Um, and I think that's important because if the only thing you're doing is focusing on the medium, which is video, it won't work for you. Like it, it's not going to deliver what you're hoping it's going to deliver. Uh, at some point, it's going to feel inauthentic to your audience. It's going to kind of fall flat in terms of measurable, like, hey, this actually increased our bottom line or helped us sale more or whatever. Like whatever you're hoping video will do, it will not if you're putting all of your weight just on the medium. You still have to know what you want to say. You still have to know what your objectives are and your goals are for the organization. You still have to know who your audience is. There's all these foundational branding and marketing strategies that have to, have to already be in place for a video strategy to make any sense. And I don't know if that makes sense to you or um, if it would help if I gave more examples, but that's when people say, what's your video strategy? I like kind of curl up in the video position and, and like, ah, I don't know that we have a video strategy. We have a marketing strategy that we leverage video as a medium for. Um, and it's one of many things that we use to tell our message or to communicate our message to the people that we want to serve happens to be like 85% of how we communicate. Um, but yeah, does that, is that helpful? Yeah. That yeah. Definitely. Okay. So 
what was your original question? I'm sorry. <laughs> you asked that and I was like, ah, I just yeah. want to make sure that people don't, that people know where I'm going with it. Yeah, no, no, that's good. It's uh, why, why is developing a video strategy so important? Yeah. So developing one, first of all, video is super complicated. <laughs> video is not easy to do. It's not, you know, the olden days or giant air quotes, you know, at the top of my career when I was writing, you know, print advertising, copywriting in my cubicle by myself, you know, sketching out some ideas for a designer who's going to be at some agency across the way. Like it's way more involved. It's way more complicated. Um, although it's been become easier to fail at like a cheaper rate. <laughs> um, it's still expensive to like rally the troops and get all the people in place and get the right gear and all of that. I, to be as organized as possible going into a video marketing strategy, I think benefits everyone. It allows you to be super creative. It allows you to make these kind of game day shifts and decisions. And it really keeps you on target because <laughs> when you're on set, when you're on set again, like I'm using language, that seems ridiculous if you've got like two people on your team, which I do. I don't have a full team. I have two people who run and gun all the time, but it's easy for me to drop in and be like, what the hell are you guys talking about right now? Because they got into a flow <laughs> and they're like so excited and it's funny. Like it's funny to us, but I'm like, this is not what we were trying to say. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they get back to script or they get back to the outline. And I think that's so important. If you go in and you just want to be super creative and, you know, throw stuff at a wall, there's a place for that. But not having the strategy is, I think it could be pretty catastrophic for your brand. It's really high. Gotcha. It's hard to hide. It's so hard to hide in video. Yeah. I can like delete a word and it changes the tone of an entire, you know, ad campaign. Yeah. But video is, you can edit the crap out of it and do your Hollywood magic or whatever, but it is really hard to hide nuance in video and people see right through it. So having a plan, I think is just so important Yeah, and sticking sure. to it. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I've known a lot of people who kind of view their video marketing efforts as kind of like a one-off here and there. Like, can I just yeah. make a video here and one there and kind of like spur yeah. the moment? Yeah. Kind of like throw darts, hope it lands somewhere. But yeah, definitely uh, being organized on the front end can help in the long run. Yeah. And you know what? Throwing, you know, throwing stuff at a wall, that's awesome. Like I have no problem with people who are like, you know, one and done or whatever. Like there's a lot of companies who got their start because they did a really funny video or really compelling video or really, mm. you know, Dollar Shave Club is such a great example. Oh yeah. <laughs> right? Like there are some amazing brands that are on the map right now because they leverage video as like their introduction to society. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but they also, that was a strategy for them and they set the tone by saying, we're going to communicate with you in this way. Um, so we came to expect that and then they kept delivering on it. And I think that's not having a plan up front of this is how we're going to set the expectation for how people can interact with us. You shoot yourself in the foot because then you don't know what's next. And then the second video you might deliver is like so disappointing. Mm. And then people are like, oh, you are a one hit wonder. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So let's say someone's listening and they're kind of thinking about and pondering a video strategy. Where's a good place that they can start? Yeah. I mean, first thing is, what are you trying to say? 
Um, is video the exact medium for that? Because sometimes like a infographic or a tweet, I mean, there's literally so many different ways to do it. So let's just make sure video is the most appropriate way to say the thing that you want to say. Um, get that on paper because it's one thing to say, oh, we want to just say X, Y, Z. And this is like rhetoric that goes around the office. And then you get to the point where you're in progress of like actually shooting the thing. And the language isn't there all of a sudden. So get it on paper. Write down what you hope the video um, will do. Like, how are you going to measure whether or not this was a win? And sometimes it's, we just want to make a video and see how hard it is. We just want to, like, figure out our process for creating videos long-term and scale this. That's totally fine. It doesn't have to be we sell things or, you know, we get X amount more followers or this amount of views. Like, it doesn't have to be that but know what you hope to get out of it or else it can feel really demoralizing just mm -hmm. because there wasn't clarity. Yeah, that's a good point. So writing down the message, writing down what you're hoping to get out of the experience um, via this medium, and then have a plan for like kind of tracing back your steps. Like, okay, let's reevaluate. Like how clunky was that? What could we improve? Um, did where we, distribute the information. Was that appropriate to our audience? Do we even know who our audience is? Was the tone correct? Um, were our jokes not funny because the people watching the video don't get that stuff. Like make a distinguishing line between who you're actually talking to and who is making the video. Like those are all things that I feel in the first couple videos you should experiment with and assess. And all of this stuff, I, I cannot harp on it enough. Write it down. Because seeing it on paper makes it real. Yeah. <laughs> Not this, like, it's already, it's already complicated and feels hyper-creative, like, to do the thing anyway, like, video in general. Get it on paper. It'll just make you feel way more focused. Awesome. Yeah. Great point there. Uh, so backing up a little bit, uh, towards the beginning, you mentioned kind of the, the difference between a, a marketing strategy versus a video marketing strategy. And you talked about video kind of being uh, one piece of the puzzle. Uh, could you go into that in a little bit more detail of, of how, um, how video fits into the other parts of an overall marketing strategy? Yeah. I mean, look, there's a couple different ways to communicate now that I think are so powerful that I didn't have access to at the beginning of my career. So there's a lot of focus now on the employees. And I think that's awesome. Like turn the camera inward, let people see the people behind the product, the people behind the, the experience that gets tricky. If your culture is super messy and dysfunctional and unhealthy, like if you're, if you're afraid to do that, I'd be like, then don't do video at all. Like if that terrifies you, it will ooze out into your external marketing video will be the first way to like red alert people that something's going like something's wrong. Yeah. Um, stick to print, stick to photography, like stick to a medium that like can't show emotion and facial expressions and nuances, like stick to that. Um, if you're a super unhealthy culture, video is going to screw your brand hardcore. Um, but if you are healthy, like start there, start with telling the story of your people. Um, it's a really good way to disarm your team that there's like video around all the time. It allows them to get excited about what they're doing. Um, and it, it keeps you from having to know what exactly you need to say to your audience. 
um, while you get good at the medium. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. at least you're like, people are really forgiving when you're like, oh, we're just like walking around giving you a behind the scenes. Like, people are really forgiving when it comes to quality of the video itself if the content is really engaging because they already care about the people. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, God, that's like such a great, like lowest barrier of entry that can have such a high impact. That's such a great way to leverage the medium um, and add that into your marketing strategy. Because I guarantee other than people's about pages, no one knows anything about your team members and they're buying a product because they care about the people they care about what you've created, the promise that, uh, you know, what experience you're promising, I think it would just enhance it. So we've had really good luck with that. And I've seen other brands, again, I can't say Dollar Shave Club enough. Like they literally like went into their warehouse and like did this crazy video and it showed me everything I need to know about the kind of people making that product. So for me, that's number one easiest way to do video if you're trying to incorporate it into the bigger marketing strategy it hits every bucket uh cool so let's let's talk uh video metrics uh, we talked about yeah. kind of measuring that kind of stuff and, and knowing what to look for what are some key things that uh brands and, and um video producers video marketers should be looking at to see if their strategy is actually working i always look at engagement it's really easy to get caught up in numbers it's really easy to say oh this video only got 500 views but this video had 30,000. And I think that's telling for sure. Um, for us, our highest numbers in terms of views, we track it. We figure out where people drop off. We do the basic analytics just like anyone should for due diligence, just to make sure you're not committing to, um, a delivery method or a way of piecing together the story that isn't working for people. It's not like interesting to people, but we've noticed zeitgeist type, um, content as being our highest level of engagement. People who, um, like black magic comes out with Mm -hmm. something that day we go like do the download, test it. Um, you know, by mid afternoon, we've got a full blown review on why filmmakers or video teams should be using that product or why they wouldn't. Um, that stuff is huge for us, rightfully so. And, mm-hmm. and to be honest, because a lot of people, black magic's new and a lot of people don't have the information. So if they're going and typing it in, we're one of the only people that have actually experimented with it. Cause we think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other stuff that's been really helpful for us in terms of metrics is we use Wistia. I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with it. Um, but it helps us track a lot of different touch points and it keeps the experience really clean. So it feels from the user in, if you go to our website, it doesn't feel like we just uploaded a bunch of YouTube videos on our site. Um, it feels clean. It feels intentional. Um, and we've seen it increase engagement on our website significantly just because Mm -hmm. we use that particular platform, um, as a way to, you know, get people interested in the, the video footage on our website. Um, but in terms of numbers, I honestly, I encourage people just to look at engagement more than anything. Look at comments, um, experiment with social media, um, embedded links instead of, again, just posting a YouTube link, really watch how people are engaging with it and seeing what their comments are. That is like the best market research for us. 
um, is watching people have really specific questions and we're like, Oh my God, we didn't even talk about that. Mm. We had no, I like, we're so in it. We forgot that that was really important to people. Um, and so we do another video based on people's comments. Um, so I, I know that's not like an analytics numbers question, but I I'm vague about it cause I don't want people measuring it really important content, really important messaging for their brand. Um, that's helpful that has a shelf life just because of a number like that to me, isn't quantifiable. If it helps your sales team, if it helps long-term engagement, if it helps connect with people, keep the video, <laughs> use it in emails. Stop worrying about the fact that it's not like the zeitgeist moment on YouTube. Mm. Um, there's other reasons that video is important and numbers often aren't it. Awesome. Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause I know, uh, I think it's a, a common thing that people get caught up in is, is like view counts and likes and the numbers it's and easy. Yeah. And so, and honestly, unless you're a YouTuber who's like actually making their money, um, on leveraging that platform for ad revenue or, you know, we work with some tech reviewers who have get so many subscribers. It's unreal. And I'm like, unless you're them, where that stuff's really important because brands are paying, you know, to interact with you or paying your team to build videos for them, then it really isn't important. It's really not like it's, it's more, it's a, it's a scapegoat. I feel for not actually figuring out the best way to support the video. So for us, one of the biggest ways to leverage video to our advantage is to build really specific conversations for like our sales team. So that we're not wasting their time having the same conversation on a phone call 40 times a day. We have videos for that now. Like that's a huge win. And the numbers are in time saved and money that we're paying people to have their asses in a seat. Now they have all this free time to go and do other things that really enhance our value um, without repeating the same conversation over and over. That's not a YouTube number. That's not a likes number, but it's a very different like numeric evaluation of how video is impacting our, our particular brand. And I think people need to consider that when they're building them. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So let's say uh, there's someone listening, they've got a strategy they've been implementing and maybe they've, um, you know, like speaking of metrics, they've, they've been reading stuff about metrics and they realize they need to shift some things and, and adjust stuff. Would well, you have any practical tips on adjusting a strategy kind of as you go? Yeah, um, I think it's helpful to see, to break it down in this way. Seth Godin says this in his new book, um, This is Marketing. I think that's the book title. It's fabulous because he's saying there are goals that you want to achieve, and then there are tactics for how you achieve those goals. And the tactics are things that you don't have to commit to. You throw it at a wall. If it doesn't work, you change it, you pivot. It's super malleable, it's not destructive. You're not like throwing the towel in just because it didn't work. Um, so I guess for me, that high level strategy is the thing that, that really doesn't change because that's the vision. That's what you're trying to communicate. It's who you're targeting. Um, it's that long-term investment in what you're trying to build. That shouldn't change. The layer under that are the, the goals. Like what, what's a high level goal for this year? And then let's break it down into quarters or let's break it down into weeks or months. Those things are super important as well for a video team so they know 
how they're like measuring their work. Um, but the tactics on how to get there, that stuff can change. If video is a tactic right now to achieve a, a goal of engagement um, around, say, like NAB, like a, a zeitgeist, again, like a bigger moment, mm-hmm. if that's a tactic, then there's so much less pressure because you're just throwing stuff out a wall to see what works. If video is the goal, like we, we want to do X amount of videos to achieve this sort of experience, um, the tactics are then the process. Like, how do we make this as efficient as, as possible? What did we do last time that didn't work? Okay, great. Wait, now we need to pivot and try something else. Maybe we need to write our scripts ahead of time. Maybe we need to like get a ma'am that's like, you know, helps us organize our content so that multiple editors can be working at the same time. Maybe we need to get shared storage. Maybe we need to get like that to me then becomes the tactic. How do we get more efficient? But if video is the tactic, great. (laughs) (laughs) That you can change whenever you want. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah. I think so. I'm going to listen to this and then I'll let you know. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah, but I guess the overall point is just being being open and flexible to what's working, what, what's not working, and being willing to adjust as you go. Would you, would you say that's that's kind of important? Yeah, I think this is new for everyone. I mean, it's not new for um, – I say it's new for everyone in the sense it's new for brands. Like, video has not been this accessible um, ever. And so you've got a lot of filmmakers who are such excellent storytellers now having to realize – they have to work with more corporate storytellers who are way more structured or way more, you know, whatever the preconceived notions are about corporate people. But now that it's accessible, it's really powerful for brands. And I think filmmakers need to be patient, but they need to be very aggressive in what they know. Um, Because CMOs don't know. This is a brand new medium for us. We went from managing designers to then managing print presses, right? Like going to a press check to then web. That was like a whole thing. Then it was like, crap. Now we have in-house designers. We have in-house web developers and designers. And now we have freaking social media coordinators. We've got to figure out how to communicate on those platforms. And now you're telling me you have to be a producer to freaking produce videos as a CMO. And I'm like, thank God I work for a company that's like built by filmmakers because they're teaching me how to be a pretty, like this could not be a better situation for me. But my other friends who are executive level marketing people are like, I don't know how to run a video team. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. This medium is complicated and filmmakers have an advantage. You already know it's complicated. You already know how to navigate your way around it. Um, Speak up. Let us know what the most powerful ways to communicate these messages are via this medium. And I think it'd be really fun for everyone. It does take the pressure off when you're honest and not just hoping your CMO or whoever knows exactly how to leverage the medium when this is like the first go around Mm -hmm. for them. Like filmmakers suddenly became the experts in corporate because of the accessibility of film. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope your audience is like super encouraged by that. I hope so too. Yeah, I think they will be. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. 
Cool. So uh, we've been talking a lot about video strategy, a lot about the the value behind it. But let's say just kind of as we wrap up here, there's somebody listening and they still don't quite see the value for whatever reason of a video strategy. What would you say to those people? Maybe they don't quite get it or see it yet. Meaning they don't understand why they would use video to communicate their brand's message or they don't understand the value of having a strategy. Yeah, the strategy part. Uh, I mean, my question is, how's that working for you? <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. Like, how burned out is your team? How um, how fun is the process? How efficient is the process? Do you really think that you're maximizing your potential right now um, by not having a plan? I think that's, to me, it's not about putting people in a box. It's about providing enough focus and clarity so that everyone wins, that the filmmaker wins, um, the video team wins, the CMO, their objectives are hit. They look great to the CEO. Um, And then more importantly than anything, the client or the customer feels heard. And then something happens in that moment where you're like, man, I was a part of making sure that they knew that we were here for them. And I think video has the power to do that better than any other medium we've been given. Um, It doesn't require millions of dollars for a 30 second slot anymore. Let's use that. Well, let's be good stewards of that. Um, I think the strategy is the key that, that differentiates people that have video teams who are like pro amateur and people who are like legit professional storytellers with this medium. I, it's hard truth. <laughs> yeah. Like I bet this is like, oh, we're gonna end on a happy note. No, like if you not if you are not leveraging a video strategy, um, I think you're just telling the world that you're not interested. Like you're not interested in being a part of where this thing goes. You're interested in keeping things kind of like stale, mm. and that sucks. Yeah. Because we need as many people as possible who have experience in this medium to step up to the plate and get real strategic. Yeah, that's a great point. Harsh, harsh but true. <laughs> oh, my personal brand in its truest form, harsh but true. Yeah, yeah nice. Cool. So we're about done with our time today. Is there anything else you'd like to share about video strategy or, or that similar topics to that? Honestly, just super encouragement for anyone who's on a video team or runs a small video company or who's interested in getting into video, keep going. Like now is the time to get really good at this and get super organized and get really clear on your process. Um, This has seriously never been a better time. And if you haven't started yet, there's still time. Team up with your friends, start experimenting, iterate as much as possible because I guarantee you in the next couple of years, this is going to be the new in-house design team. Mm. And we, we're going to need as many people as possible who are available and ready to create really good video. And we all know there's a difference between leisure, subpar, run and gun video and good video that really helps make people feel heard and makes it easy to make a decision and change our opinions about something. Um, I think that's going to be really important. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time today, Chris. I really appreciate it. If someone wants to get in touch with you or connect with you or learn more about Luma Forge, how can they do that? 
Yeah, you can, um, lumaforge.com, you can see our team and hear all about our product. Um, we have a YouTube channel as well that has so much content for filmmakers, um, all the way from, you know, products that we use to processes and workflows. Awesome. Well, there we go. Thank you so much again for everything yeah. you shared. Great stuff. Really appreciate you uh, spending time and sharing all your knowledge. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you really enjoy what you heard, please be sure to leave a review for this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. It would mean a lot to us and would help other business video professionals find this podcast as well. Also, be sure to check out our business video community on Facebook, where you can join in discussion with other folks on all things business video. It's been fun. Catch you next time. Thank you.